This is the Drive-In Podcast, episode 33, take one. Bada bing, bada boom. Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode of the Drive-In, we have the Express Checkup with yours truly, Dr. O. We have our review of Oscar Contender, Another Round, starring Mads Mikkelsen. And then we have our top billing of the best movie partiers. So use the bathroom now, grab your popcorn, and enjoy the 33rd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Fellas, 33rd episode of the pod. We got our co-host back, Nez. Nez, let's get let's give a quick snaps, Ricky Flicks, for our return, Nez. Thank you. Thank you. Guess who's back? Back again. Nez is back. He's gonna win top billing. Ooh. I've been overcoming obstacles. I overcome overcame coronavirus, overcame international border customs. I got stuck in Mexico for 20 days, almost three weeks. I mean, I I have been through the ringer, boys, but I'm happy to say that I'm finally back. I'm healthy. I'm okay. I'm on American soil, and I'm ready to tackle this podcast, baby. Let's go. Let's Let's go. go. Head on. Ricky Flux, how we doing? Doing great. It's Oscars week, finally. Oscars week. Um, last night couldn't sleep. So I threw on a a classic, uh, probably the biggest snub of all time, the social network. Um, Mm. my favorite film of the last decade. And wow, it just, it brought me back to how bad the 2011 Oscars was, uh, were, but that's for another pod doing great, doing great. I've been on a heater. Just, I've been trying to like do like nonstop marathons for the week leading up to the Oscars. So Sunday night I watched Dude, a murderer's row of movies. I had uh, Shape of Water, okay, which was surprisingly a lot better than I thought it was, just based on like critical reception of it. I guess there's more audience reception. Uh, and yes, hit, uh, the woman having sex with the monster is still weird AF, but yes. still overall great movie. Um, what else did I watch? Uh, I watched Spotlight. I've already seen it, mm-hmm. but I'm watching it again after a couple of years, just hit different. And then falling asleep to Jaws. All right. Jaws, so, classic. Like hitting that music, all right, that banger of a, of a score right there. I picked I it had, in the music moments. Yes. Oh, yes, it was. Was that a, was that a Nez pick? Who's, no, it was a my pick. pick. Was that? Uh, Ricky I Flick's picked it. Pick. It's oh, a yeah, great – the Jaws theme is a great uh, metaphor for Sunday scaries. So you watching that <laughs> oh. on a Sunday night is a great metaphor. You know, Monday is just Jaws <laughs> creeping up. Dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. Boom. Someone's got the case of the Mondays. There it is. <laughs> that that I mean, that's a good warning for any uh, for any listeners that are planning out watch have those Sunday night watches. You know, if you're putting on Jaws, that might might be a telltale sign. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the checkup. What do you What do you boys say? Oh yeah, it's time for that express checkup, baby, Doctor O. <laughs> let's get after it. All Back right, us up. I want to hear you sound like Chet. You betcha right now. I want you. Need, I want you need to give. Be- big newscaster vibes when you do this because uh, have- check you betcha um the express checkup 
bringing you the latest news in the movie industry. This is The Checkup with Dr. O. Dr. O, check us out. Michael Keaton will officially appear in The Flash movie and is heading to London this week to join production. The movie began filming this week, obviously. We also got our first look at, at the MCU's Shang-Chi in the Ten Rings with a teaser trailer. The film is released September 3rd in theaters. We support that. Moving on, Kevin James will play Sean Payton in the upcoming Netflix film, Home Team. The film will chronicle Payton's season spent coaching his son Connor's sixth grade team during his Bounty Gate suspension back in 2012. Alfred Molina has confirmed his upcoming appearance in the up, in uh, the next MCU film, Spider-Man No Way Home, which will even include the util- utilization of de-aging technology. Molina then confirmed that he is reprising the same Dr. Octopus he played in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 and not a reimagined version of the character, thus confirming the Spider-Verse. In the worst-kept secret in Hollywood. Moving on with the checkup. Promising Young Woman star Carrie Mulligan will play Adam Sandler's wife in Netflix's sci-fi adventure, Spaceman. Uh, the story follows an astronaut played by Sandler who is sent to the edge of the galaxy to collect samples of mysterious ancient dust. He soon finds the life he left behind on Earth falling to pieces, and he turns to the only voice who can help him try to put it all back together. It just so happens to belong to a creature from the beginning of, the, beginning of time lurking in the shadows of the ship. That was a mouthful. Spaceman is being produced by Channing Tatum and does not yet have a set release date. Recently, as of, as, as, as of later this week, Paul Dano has joined the cast as well. Next, we have Mad Mickelson joining the cast of Indiana Jones 5, the Hannibal and Fantastic Beasts 3 star, along with another round, has boarded the acclaimed franchise in a lead role opposite Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which we talked about in the previous episode. Moving on, Aquaman 2 brings in Game of Thrones star Pilo Asaik. So Pilo Aspike, the Danish actor known for uh, playing Euron Greyjoy on Game of Thrones, has reportedly been cast in a lead role alongside Momoa in Aquaman 2. Right, wrap up the checkup here. The Batman HBO Max prequel series will focus on police commissioner Jim Gordon. So the Batman spinoff series is not an adaption of Gotham Central, which is a popular DC comic series, but instead is more of the James Gordon show, quote-unquote, and a spinoff to the upcoming The Batman film. Jeffrey Wright plays Jim Gordon the Batman. He will be the star of the series. The series will explore the city's corruption that goes back many years, and the story will be told from the point of view of a crooked cop, with the filmmaker adding that the story is actually a battle for his soul. All right, boys, that does it for the checkup, the express style this week. You've just been checked up by Dr. O. Start with you, Nez. What headline grabbed your attention most? Well, all I know is I'm not watching uh, Spaceman unless the theme song to Spaceman is Spaceman by Hardwell. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's a lay- that's a layup right there. That's a layup. I have a feeling it's I have a feeling it's not going to be done. I thought you were going to say, say the Killers. I was going to say only exception we uh, Carnage Festival remix. That's the only other exception we make. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Get Adam exactly. Sandler dancing a bit out there. Oh my God! Fist pumping through this through space. Uh, no, yeah. Um, I'd say. Uh, well, there's that, and then uh, Kevin James playing Sean Payton. I mean, did Sean Payton have any say in this? I would be upset. He's getting clowned by other NFL teams now. Exactly, man. They're calling I, him Paul Blart. 
like literally like if he must have seen like that this he knew this movie was being made obviously and then you always imagine like when if your life became a movie who would play you and you always imagine like this great looking actor actress is taking on a role and then he looks at that whatever is sent to him via email probably and he sees Kevin James is playing you in a movie and just <laughs> you just put your head down for about 2 days i don't i don't even know how you like come back from that it's absolutely preposterous the disrespect that Sean Payton just got with this casting. You have Paul Bart, the King of Queens, the guy, the cop in Hubie Halloween, the zookeeper playing you. Not like just the disrespect. Unbelievable. Wait, so that's actually a good question. Who would you guys want to play you in a movie? I know, I know Flix wants Daniel Day Lewis. Leo, well, Leo, Leo. 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 You would, yes. So this is like what you want, but it's also like who you kind of look like. I have gotten like in the past, like Kit Harrington. Like people have said, I kind of look like Jon Snow before. Oh, I would want yeah. Kit Harrington to play me in a movie for sure. That would be great. And and Kit, no offense, Doctor O, Kit Harrington, part of the hashtag short gang. I, I don't short know. Short king. He's a short king. He's a short, short king. Kings. <laughs> kings. So so that would be a great casting. I've oh, been yeah. told in the past that I kind of look like. Um, well, I look, people told me I look like Paul Walker, and he can't Ooh, play me. Obviously, that's, uh, I've yeah. also, and I'm not, I'm not. Listen, I'm listen. This is what people have told me. I'm not doing this for my own personal gain, but I've also been told that I look like Liam Hemsworth, so I would take Liam Hemsworth to. Yeah, you would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you would take that. <laughs> to play me in my movie. Except I don't know if he has the hips or the dance moves, you know. So I don't know if he could keep up. <laughs> Dude, I, I I see the Paul Walker, hundred percent. I just told both right of those things. Yeah, yeah, I, I do see that. So, in, in wait, that's the guy from the last song, right? Liam Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, with Miley Cyrus. Yeah. In high school, girls used to post that guy on my wall and be like, "This is you," and I'd be like, "Cool, I've never seen that movie." Oh my god, that's the biggest compliment yeah. for any person that grew up in high school during our time. What are you doing here with us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really would get nervous when people would say that to me and be like, "Okay," and I would walk away. I was not that cool. I mean, like, if you look like he, like Liam Hemsworth, I mean, like, I don't know. I look like Liam Hemsworth. I don't. I didn't act like Liam Liam Hemsworth. I acted like Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. So Kevin James playing Sean Payton. I think this is kind of interesting. Like that they're having this story being told because like they haven't made a story about like in the the biggest New Orleans sports moment of all time, like winning the Super Bowl after Hurricane Katrina, you would think like that would be like the movie that they would kind of uh like follow up that blueprint rather than mm-hmm. Sean Payton after he told his players to take the head off of Brett Favre, right? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's it's still a heartwarming story. So I don't know, it's kind of questionable. Challenge flag. I want them to do a movie about Greg Williams during that time, just crushing Budweisers on his couch and eating potato chips. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We should. Who, like, who's going to play Greg Williams? Oh my! Who would you have? Oh, uh, we need an older actor. You know what? Daniel Day Lewis. Why not? Yeah. Why Christian not? <laughs> a dream he's always lined up for. A, a, a casting he's always dreamed, dreamt of. I should say. Um. Okay. So Sean Payton, Kevin James, match made in heaven. Let's keep going here. Uh, let's go with uh Mads Mickelson joining the cast of Indiana Jones Five. Like we're going to review his movie today. I feel like this dude has been a part of every major franchise in the past 15 years. And he's always the villain. James Bond. He just joined the Harry Potter universe, replacing Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts. Uh, what else is he in? He's Rogue One. He's in 
Oh, he was in uh, Doctor Strange. He's literally been in every single universe, right? So, and, but he's also like what we're going to see him today is like obviously this critical turn that he always had the capability of doing. Um, are you guys like, are you guys looking forward to seeing Mads Mikkelsen? Are, and are you kind of anticipating he's going to be in a villainous role in your flicks? Yes, 100% will be in a villainous role. Uh, either that or like a Rogue One, very dark character just a loner something like that but he's got to be the villain in this and it's interesting like i don't want to get too much into mads mickelson here because i know we're going to talk a lot about him coming up in the next segment here in the review but still i still watch him and now i've never been a huge mads mickelson guy but now after another round i've definitely turned a corner with him so i'm excited to see him next to harris an 80 year old harrison ford jesus 80 years old and Mads Mikkelsen just looks like a villain like he just it's the just, scar it's the like the emo hair, hair is too like thin that's like combed over yes. it's like it's, it's, it's a great bond scar. villain yeah and like I just associate the scar he has in Casino Royale like he has that in real life even though he mm-hmm. doesn't like I just like okay he has a massive scar in his face he's just an evil looking person um Tough yeah for his wife Nez you Mads Mikkelsen guy Mads <laughs> great names even his I name got. a little bit is villainy that's all I got yeah, so Indiana Jones 5, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, I want to talk really quickly about Aquaman 2 because DC is kind of big in the news right now. Game of Thrones, they just had their, uh, was it, 10-year anniversary uh, since its uh, pilot episode. We got someone that debuted not until season eight uh, with Euron Greyjoy. I believe it was, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, season eight. It was seven or seven, eight? right? Was it? Yeah. I think it was eight, dude. Cause he's, that like, late? Uh, I think it was. You know, no, no, you know, you're season. right. No, it was seven. It was seven. Yeah. He was at like the dragon pit. Um, yeah. I did for yeah. you guys with Game of Thrones, but I'm pretty sure it was seven. It, it and was... I thought I, I did like him as a villain. And I, I thought like he was, they always, they hyped him up a little. He was much. awesome. <laughs> like the, 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 the pet, like people were like hyping him up to be like the next, uh, 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 uh Joffrey, the next, uh, mm-hmm. what's his, uh, Fault the guy, the next evil person, the most evil person. Mm-hmm. Seriously? What's, no, no. It's a uh, <laughs> um, guy who ripped off um, Ramsey. The um, yeah. Oh, okay. Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey yeah. Bolton. Like he was supposed to be at that at that level. He sort of was. He just didn't get like the screen time that really warranted that. But I think he he's like perfect to play like some type of Atlantean in uh, Aquaman too. So and I could just see him being a man of the water. You know? That's oh yeah. Exactly what he was in Game of Thrones. You know, it's so true. it lines up pretty perfectly. That's pretty cool. I just hope he doesn't get typecasted going forward. Like he only has to do like water rules or villain rules. So it's similar to like a Matt Nicholson, right? <laughs> you know, like like a master the of the waters, action, little, you know? little mermaid. <laughs> right. That's and the like, next step. That's like Jason Jaws Momoa. Jason Momoa. He's doing Jaws. Jason he's playing Momoa's, Jaws. I was going to say Momoa is pretty much like, oh, he's water guy. He's a water guy. He's a water wow. guy or just a big muscle well, guy. Well, if we want to, I don't know, because well, he was like in Baywatch when he was uh, a younger part of his career. He was, He's going to play Frosty. We're going to talk about, obviously, a different type of water there, but he's going to be Frosty the Snowman. Okay, that's a stretch. <laughs> that, that, this conversation's over. Well, he's a Hawaiian dude. Uh, he's Samoan. That's what mm-hmm. he is. Uh, and then, I mean, quickly uh, – just to kind of wrap up the checkup here, we already talked about Spider-Man No Way Home. We know it's going to be a multiverse film. Alfred Molina confirming this. Kevin Feige must, must wanted 
to absolutely murder Molino when he made these comments. Like, what is he doing making these comments? Because you had Tom Holland already kind of shooting down the idea of a Spider-Verse, saying mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire will not be appearing in this film. But yet you have Alfred Molina saying, no, it's picking up right off of Spider-Man 2, right? And they're going to use de-aging technology, which I think is pretty cool. Like, it, it kind of worked for the MCU in the past with, like, Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War and with uh, Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson in Captain Marvel. Do you think that's going to work out well in terms of uh, Molina going back 17 years on film? I'm not too worried about the de-aging. They'll throw in whatever money's necessary to make it good, I think. I'm just done theorizing until we get a teaser about this movie. It's my most anticipated movie of the year. I love it, but now it's like to the point where like I just need to see a teaser trailer before I say anything else. But I'm great. I'm just happy he confirmed it. I might skip it out on the a, teaser it would trailer. Be like a... Ooh. Ooh. I'm sick of this. Then I can't. Because you know what? With Especially with the superhero movies, they drop all these little Easter eggs and stuff. And then like, you know, people like us break them down, which are probably <laughs> yeah. like not selling the podcast. But then we break them down. And then I know the whole synopsis of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. point. Especially S- when sitting next to Doctor O before Infinity War, he sat there. Actually, I think we did in our radio show. Doctor O, he was like, "Yeah, everybody's gonna die, and the original Avengers are gonna have to bring him back." And I was like, "Shut up!" Yeah. And then it happened. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I was still it, shocked though. That's like the trouble with like basing something on a comic book and then living too much to the source, where it's like creating too much to the source, where it's like people know what's gonna happen, but uh, and it kind of obviously you lose the shock factor, and that's why the the presentation of a trailer I think is obviously so important in this day and age. And it's so hard also when you have news getting leaked, people admittedly saying these things that are going to like ruin the theater experience for people just because I think that's just the time we live in. And even if like you don't watch the teaser, you're going to see it on Twitter somehow, some way, you know, you're going to see it Mm -hmm. on Instagram somehow, some Mm -hmm. way, but I am saying how much stuff gets leaked these days between set photos, like random tweets, like leaks. It's like ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It, 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 it honestly is aggravating. Um, I mean, we just talked about a trailer. We talked about like what they exposed. We did get a Shang-Chi trailer today. Did you guys happen to see it? Yep. Yeah, I looked at that. Um, I know a lot of people are hyping it up. Uh, I wasn't too, like Aquafina as the bus driver. Just, I don't know. It <laughs> yeah. seemed like she was on the rise. And then she goes, but obviously a Marvel project is huge. Hopefully she has like more integral role. I'm not, <laughs> that's one where I'm not, like Shang-Chi, that uh, comic book character. I am not to the source. I don't know anything about it. So I, I'll i be going that blind. So hopefully she's a more major role in that as well. But I'm just going to more wait and see with that one. Uh, but it's a Marvel project, so I'm going to see it. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, it had some nice visuals to it for sure. Uh, the hand-to-hand combat is going to be epic. It's going to almost have like that like Winter Soldier feel to it. And then uh, Aquafina, she seems like she's going to be like a Ned Leeds like from Spider-Man to wow. okay. um, Shang-Chi. That's what the kind of vibe I'm getting. I can't see her becoming a hero. If she becomes a hero in the MCU, that'll be something I did not see coming. But uh, I like the first time she appeared, I liked her in Crazy Rich Asians, but then like it's too much of her acting the same in all these comedies, like comedic type movies, comedic roles that she has. That Loud. it's like, come on, like, let's just, yeah, let's just like try something else, you know? Right. All right. That's like good marketing for the film if they have Aquafina, you know? Right, yeah. Um, I will say just one more thing with the checkup. I think the biggest news was the Michael Keaton uh, coming back because, like, it was rumored for him not to be in The Flash, and that was going to, like, mess up a lot of things within that movie. That's the last thing that movie needs is 
Andy Machete getting like thrown off his entire story with that movie. Him now confirming his talent agency, confirming he's going to London this week to to join the production. I think it's monstrous, not just for the film, but for the DCEU. So I think that's the biggest news, as in that's kind of, hey, this project is confirmed for Michael Keaton, one of the best stars in Hollywood, one of the best actors in Hollywood, I should say. So I think that was actually like the biggest news because that just confirms, all right, DCEU, not only is it popping the news today, but yes, they can attract the stars that we talk about every week now with either a Helen Mirren or a Michael Keaton. Right. It was heavily rumored that Keaton was going to appear back in the summer around DC fandom time. Um, and they even had the concept art with Ezra Miller and Michael Keaton that was mm-hmm. officially released for the film. But then, as uh, we mentioned earlier in a one of our episodes, Michael Keaton cast some doubt that he was actually going to be in the movie because, uh, because of COVID concerns. Right. Uh, and so this is big that he actually confirmed he will be in the movie. We also got a logo for The Flash that looked pretty cool that was re- revealed by uh, Annie Machete. Sasha Call is going to be playing Supergirl, also confirmed that she's on set going – so I'm looking forward to that movie, especially picking up Zack Snyder's, Zack, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Are they going to honor the character he created or go in a different direction? Right. All right. That does it for the checkup this week. I'm now going to throw it over to Nez for our review of Another Round. Thank you, Dr. O, for checking us up as always and keeping us healthy when it comes to the latest in movie news. Today's review is another round. It's currently streaming on Hulu with a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, Basically, it's about four high school teachers that consume alcohol on a daily basis to see how it affects their social and professional lives. Uh, So I guess just for starters, what are your instant reactions upon watching this film? This was, I think this was fun. This was a fun movie. There was, of course, some sad moments, some awkward moments, some cringy moments because these are teachers drinking on the job with students. And they, each of them, like you have high school teachers and then you also have a gym teacher working with five-year-olds or first graders. So it's, it's definitely some cringeworthy moments. But there's a lot of for the boys moments, a lot of support for each other. And just in general, the concept around it uh, as in just uh, staying buzzed all the time and the and the comedy around that made it very entertaining to watch. And like I mentioned earlier with our news with Mads Mikkelsen and Indiana Jones, this I, I said he was I wasn't the biggest fan of his. This was a big turning point for me, especially for a movie that's not in English. <laughs> it's not in English, and I thought he was great. And it makes me want. I'm looking forward to Indiana Jones, not just because Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford, but also to mm-hmm. see how, like how he does as well. Doctor, what do you think? I mean, I agree with you 100%. This was extremely enjoyable to watch. I could see the rewatchability of this movie being extremely high. Like, I want to see this again. I know I've watched the final scene of this movie, I, I would say 10 times. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do a breakdown of it because it was so electric. And Mads Mikkelsen, it just showed how talented he was. His, I loved his – like, he was this movie. Even though it was, like, like for the boys, right? It's, like, all for one, one for all. Like, it's, like, they're, 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 they're made this pact almost that they're going to try this experiment and do this together. All these guys going through a midlife crisis. But you obviously had more of a focus on his life and his character development going from this guy who feels like 
uh, he, he's, he bores everyone around, the, around him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's failing at his career. He's failing at his marriage. Maybe if he tries something different, right? Maybe he picks up his game a little bit, starts to get a little buzz for work, gets a little buzz, has a drink when he wakes up. Maybe he's going to perform at a higher level. And then obviously it had that downturn. Obviously you just, it's very expected, but I couldn't agree more. Super rewatchable. And Nez will love this. The music was awesome. The music was awesome. It had its like, it had its like classical moments where it brought like a little prestige to the film almost. And then it's uh, then it has like the jazz, like seventies jazz going on, and they're just grooving out. I mean, and Mads I is that. absolutely slaying in the last scene, just absolutely crushing it. King stuff, king <laughs> so stuff. good. And they kept teasing it too throughout the movie, like oh, what I- like he, they kept teasing his like before he was a teacher. And I know we're doing a spoiler free right now. So I won't say what it is, but they kept teasing it the entire time. And you're like, when is it coming? When is it coming? And even throughout right. the movie, like the boys would be like, now's the time. And he's like, nope, not the time. And then at the end, like mm-hmm. uh, such a rewatchable scene. One of the best scenes of the year, uh, I would say for sure. So that was great. Love that. I, sh- Love I, sh- that. I, sh- I, sh- I like Shazam the song immediately when I heard it. <laughs> and I've been playing it. I've been playing it in my car. And it's like, I want, I, like, I, I went, I was with Nez and like some of our friends on, uh, Saturday night. I wish I played it. So it, it's like a good, like late night song. It's a little slower, but it's still like higher energy at the same time. It's really weird. And it's like, it's, uh, I think, and that's a song that was used at the beginning of the movie too. And like yeah. the beginning of the movie, the opening scene was also awesome where it's like, mm-hmm. it's setting the tone that this culture is that they love to drink. Yeah. Right, and they do it from a young age. It's a central part of their lifestyle, and that's like okay. So it's not as crazy to think that this experiment would happen, you know? Like, it, like if you saw like American teachers doing that, knowing like how uh, frowned upon that is, but then you have the younger drinking age, obviously in Europe, it's still inappropriate, obviously, but it just shows what a central part of the culture it is. Mm-hmm. Doctor, are you ever get uh, tempted to have a drink on the job? Absolutely not. absolutely not i was just i was just so jealous of this guy but i can't imagine just like ripping it in front of my like my students just like dancing like that getting after it and like they would think you're a god they would think you're a god they would never forget that moment and that he was just he was absolutely lost in the sauce there so it was Mm -hmm. magnificent scene no that was that was that was amazing to watch um so how about maz mickelson's performance here um, you know, do you think he was snubbed of any nominations? I don't think he was snubbed. It's just if you look at the competition, it's just so tough this year. I think the like best actor category with Chadwick Boseman, Riz Ahmed, uh, Anthony Hopkins, Stephen Yeun and Minari, like, and uh, who am I missing? Oh, and Gary Oldman. Uh, Gary Oldman, like, you know, it's just tough to like sneak in there, especially in a foreign film. Uh, but you see that this movie's still getting credibility. As in, it's going to, like, if it doesn't win Best Foreign Film, that would be, like, the biggest shock probably of the night at the Oscars. And Thomas Vinterberg snubbed Aaron Sorkin for Best Director nom, uh, nom for be- uh, Oscar nom. So I think that's just saying, all right, this movie is deserving of not only just a foreign film, but in another category. They couldn't do it for Best Actor. Let's do it for Vinterberg Best Director. I a hundred percent agree. Like I thought that it's going to be hard to break through this year, but I, I was it off. Like would I have like complained if he was nominated? No, I think he was deserving. It's just, he wasn't going to break through this year because I think that his performance really was the best part about this movie. It was enjoyable to watch. And a lot of it obviously is due to Mads Mikkelsen's performance. And I know um, that 
that we're like praising this movie so much, but we did have, I did have a couple criticisms. I don't know about you guys. Um, Nez, do you have any criticism about the movie? So anything you that you uh, kind of like would detract, uh, detract it from Nicholson's performance or even just the movie in general? Um, I don't know. People make fun of people who don't like subtitles, so I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> I didn't really like having to read. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people. I'm sorry. That's why I don't watch anime. <laughs> Sue me. There you go. Well, for me, I, I wrote a blog on this movie actually uh, like two weeks ago. Um, so you can look at there at the driveinpod.com as well. Um, so I won't get into everything because I know also Dr. O, you said you have a couple. But I did think this movie flowed decently well, but not great. Definitely some plot jumps at points and then some dull moments as well. So I definitely think the flow wasn't at all just wasn't flawless. And also there just was a lot of repeatable moments that weren't necessary and just kind of filled up airtime a little bit. Uh, but overall, like I said, like, I think this is a good movie. Um, not, not like best picture worthy, I think in my mind, but definitely if it, I think it should have been actually nominated for best picture. Wow. Um, I think, I think you're right in terms of like the pacing, there was some lulls to this movie. Um, I think that's partly because like it's a movie about a midlife crisis and he has to go into his marriage, but he's also living such an like eccentric, crazy lifestyle at the same time. It kind of gets dropped down when he has those one-on-one moments with his wife, but you have, you kind of almost have to do it in this type of scenario, almost like an American beauty, Kevin Spacey, like for a midlife like crisis type of movie. Um, but like the, like his highs are so high. He's drunk all the time, you know, <laughs> he's like going crazy with his friends. But um, what, I, I read in your review, Ricky Flex, you mentioned the idea of like how they own the, the director, Vinterberg, kind of wants him to be looked at like Robin Williams in terms of Dead Poet Society. They want to look at him as that kind of like hero to them. And that's where like people like, like they, the kids are at the end of the movie, they're, they're absolutely entranced by exactly. his class. They love yes. being there. But at the same time, when I was watching it, there was only two scenes where he was teaching drunk. There's two. And I was just like, I wanted more scenes of him in the classroom. I know it's also like about him and friendship with his buddies. The supporting like, cast is so to, big. You're, you're trying to sell this idea that he is now a, he's like found his passion for teaching again, but it's kind of like gone by the wayside and traded for his friendship. Like, you know, that's what kind of like, in terms of, it seemed like off balance there. And in terms of one scene I want to talk about, what did you think of the um, politicians that were like, quote unquote, drunk, that was like put in the middle of the movie? I know it's kind of a spoiler, but uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Where they put the real life politicians and they started just doing highlights of them being hammered? Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, honestly didn't feel right, at least to me. That felt Mm -hmm. a little off. Um, that like, again, goes with the flow of the movie. I didn't necessarily understand that. And it's, oh, I understood why I just, I don't think it worked. Uh, and I, I like didn't work very well. And just to piggyback really quick off, you said, I don't think they could do a Robin Williams didn't dead post society because of the supporting cast. And it's not just about mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen character, even though that is the whole point, like in dead post society, they're looking at the kids. And this one, they're looking at other teachers. They have to show them teaching as well and how it's affecting them. And then the camaraderie between all of them and how all their different types of midlife crises like are related. Um, So that's just, I guess, wanted to mention that real quick before we moved on. But uh, yeah, going back to your point, I think that's, I agree with you. I just, I felt it was a little off with the little historical flashback there. Right. 
that's a good point you just made about in terms like it's it was about Mickelson, but like they also tried to make it about his friends. So I understand why there wasn't so much emphasis on it. But like at the end, he's dancing with all of his like uh, students. So it's like you feel like that's the culmination of what he's done, how he's impacted mm-hmm. them, and it's just pure pure euphoria. But uh, no, I 100 percent see what you're saying too. Um, Moving on, I just wanted to bring up, and I know we hinted at it earlier in the review, but in terms of like midlife crisis movies, because that's really what this was when you when it gets boiled down. Um, why? How does this movie separate itself from like what I said in American Beauty or other midlife crisis movies that maybe didn't work? What did another round do that those movies maybe couldn't do? Yeah, I think this one worked. Re- this one worked really well and differentiated itself because it was a group, a group of similar characters, similar cats, and they're all, all going through different types of midlife crisis, uh, crises. Like uh, you had Mads going through his dull stage, not only just in the classroom, but also with his wife. You had the loner that you didn't want to be like. You had the person that had young kids and was going through his midlife crisis saying, oh, I have to be a parent now. And then you have the other guy looking for love. Like he's the one trying, he's going, trying to go out there, not be a loner, but he is at the moment. So it's all these different themes underneath the overall midlife crisis theme that I thought was different than you mentioned a um, American beauty earlier, I think, or like that's just focused on one character and he doesn't really have any friends and he's quit his job or he he got fired, but then he started working at a Burger King or whatever. Right. So just those are the type of midlife crises you see. This one is just about friendship overall underneath uh, overall theme. I think that's why this one with what Vinterberg dig and did in this one is just separates itself entirely. Right. And like the fact, that's just the fact that they lean on one another and really gets them through like this whole experiment that they're going through. Right. Um, Something else that like I I wanted to talk about is that we talked about it like off recording where this is like a drama slash comedy, like dramedy. I think it would have worked better if they either went full. I think, I think it would have worked better if they just went all comedy. Cause the idea of this is so bananas that they're just going to be drunk all the time and their teachers and they're doing all this. If they just went all, all out for the last, cause this did have some hilarious moments. Um, and then also then it hits the lulls. If it just went all out with the comedy, I think I would even rate it a higher, even though how enjoyable it really was. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. It's just, I think with that, it's like, would you still cast these characters? Like, would you cast a Mads Mikkelsen in this type of role? And would you have, like, in the climax, it was a very low uh, moment, uh, no, spoiler free here. Uh, you wouldn't really have that, right, if it was a comedy? And if also, my last point with this is that if it was a comedy, would the Academy recognize it? Probably mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Probably not. So, but I think going back to you, no matter what, I agree with you. This is rewatchable. This is rewatchable on the plot or the plot alone. The synopsis just read it off. Just guys, teachers getting drunk and for, like to teach better for the students. Right. So it's oh, very rewatchable. So one of the questions I have here is, you know, does the Danish setting make this movie work more or, uh, or better than if it took place in the U.S.? And I think to answer my own question, I think yes. And it kind of goes back to what you guys were just saying. Uh, about the comedy aspect of it i think if this was an american movie it would be like comparable to like bad moms and just be like (laughs) the zany teachers are hammered at work and they would be like way over the top and like super drunk and it would be like a mess but it would be funny because you know one of the teachers is peeing in the fishbowl or something like that um so i think that's another thing about it you know the fact that this was a foreign film made it 
uh, actually more serious as opposed to, I think if it, if it was an American film, it would have been like a really zany, like try to like, you know, box office, get people to come and, and watch because these silly teachers are getting really drunk. But um, I think, you know, it, the, the, they took it a lot more seriously and I actually kind of like it that way for sure, because I think, it's a much better quality movie than if they focused on only the comedy aspect of it. Um, because you know, you wouldn't be able to take the, I guess the more serious aspects of this movie, um, and kind of stomach them a little better. Right. Like Americans are just sloppy drunks. So it's like you would just assume that we're just going to be, it's just going to go off the rails immediately. Oh and yeah. Like, it, like I would compare it to bad moms. Like it would be like <laughs> bad moms were just like way over the top. And <laughs> right. No, I, I actually a hundred percent agree with that. Flix. What do you think about that? No, that's no. You guys set, you hit the nail on the head there, both of you. Spot on. Yeah. All right. I think we. Uh, I think it's time to throw out some scores. What do you guys say? Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight from me. Wow. I will be giving it. I, I've been like on the edge. Do I put it in the nineties or do I keep it in the eighties? That's where I'm kind of torn with. I think I'm gonna like compromise a bit. And throw it right at ninety. I'm gonna throw it right at ninety. Um, awesome entertainment wise awesome in terms of acting performance uh has some heartfelt feel to it and electric moments it has like a mm-hmm. quote unquote those oscar moments so I, i'm gonna go with a 90 out of 100 nice didn't i i like this movie i really enjoyed it uh, i don't think i liked it as much as you guys did i'm going with a 79 out of 100 79 mm-hmm. 79 all right any last um i guess comments on the movie before we move forward here no banger all right well i'm gonna go ahead and shoot it over to ricky flicks for top billing all right today's top billing is inspired by a review of another round we have the top billing of party movie characters movie part uh partiers uh characters you want to party with whatever you want to call it i think any of those na- those titles give it the proper uh, prep is before this draft. This will be a snake draft, so we get five picks each, and each round it will be a back-to-back pick for whoever has the last pick of that round. Once a character is picked, it is off the board, no repeats allowed, and we are, just to be clear, we are picking movie characters, not actors. We did a top billing of actors we want to hang out with a while back, but this is movie characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before we get going, i um, I'm just going to read off the draft order list. We did it in advance. And then you guys can go into any strategies, thoughts going into it, or any questions you might have. I have the first pick, Ricky Flicks. Then we have Nez and then Dr. Rowe. So, Dr. Rowe, how, let's start with you. You wanted the third pick. You got it. Thoughts going in. So I have a big board. I went into a lot of strategy for this draft. I have lost, I think, the last three drafts. I am on a skid as – uh, they like, as people like to say. So I'm on a skid right now. I sorted out my big board by first rounders, second rounders, third rounders, fourth rounders, fifth rounders. And I have four first round picks. By getting the third uh, pick, I'm guaranteed two of my first rounders of the, of the four that I have. That's why I went number three. And this one's a little subjective, I think. If we're talking people we want to party with, characters you feel like would be a good time, it could be based on your taste. Or are you also going to do it on, they're just flat out, they party hard. You know, it's like you go two different ways there. I think it's safer if I take the two picks early on. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Do you, Nez, do you think there's a clear cut number one 
like a one one or no? I think it's really it depends on who's picking. Really, I think it's all. This is gonna. This draft is going to be refl- reflections of who we are, basically, you know, <laughs> and who we like. It's who you want to hang out with. It's very personal. So, uh, I'm excited. First top billing back. Um, I'm trying trying to make it back to number one in the power rankings. Well, let's get this thing started. I have the first pick. Ricky Fix Flicks has the first pick. We so let's get this thing going. Party movie characters top billing. My movie darling did top billing. And I'm going with Jeremy. Yeah, I was going to say, you should just refer to yourself as Ricky Flex the entire time. Just third We're person. Movie characters you want to party with, right? Not party yeah. movie. All right. So it doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be like a party movie, like American Pie or Project X or something. Oh, right. No, that's a good Which clarification. Okay. That's easy fix. But Jeremy Gray is my first pick. That's the one one. Jeremy tried to seduce me. That's my favorite character that I would want to party with. And I think Dr. Rowe was saying something where you were saying how there's different categories of um, different categories of people that you would want to party with. And he's just one where he's like a leader alpha male type like person that you would party with. And I think that category is a little thinner compared to other categories. And I don't want to tease any picks or those type of categories. So I'm just going to go Jeremy Gray safe. Number one pick for me thoughts. You want to say who Jeremy Gray is for those people who don't know the character by oh, name? Wedding Crashers, Vince Vaughn. I, I think that's... it's I, I like that's what I would have done too. But the reason why he's such a good pick is that first of all, phenomenal dancer. Okay, he could run. The, he could run the point. Also, he's telling the like well, if you get the boys together. Okay, we're going to this bar first. We're going to this wedding. We are wearing this. This is how we're going to operate. He'll set the table. He'll he'll basically initiate contact with a group of girls, and he'll bring the we'll bring the boys over. Okay, he is the table setter, and that's what you need. And he also knows how to party. Okay, he's a wedding crasher for God's sakes. So I think that was a safe first overall pick. I would have done the same. Because of my favorite comedy of all definitely time. Definitely a great guy to party with. Definitely a, a great uh, friend to, to party with, especially if you're single, for sure. Because he would definitely be uh, looking out for you. And the one last point for me is that, Dr. O, you went into it a little bit. He takes care of, like, all the things that you don't want to take care of, yeah. let alone being the part, like, the leader when you the get to a bar. Like, he figures yeah, out which weddings you go to. Like, well, number one. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. But that's that's clutch. Anytime you're going out to a party, just figuring out the logistics, he has that already taken care of well in advance. Oh, yeah. Great planner. So that's also something that's a little slept on with him. So Jeremy Gray off the board. Nez, your first pick. All right. Let let me know if this is allowed because this is actually you know I guess it's a it's a movie character, but it's from a movie that's kind of based on somebody's life. I'm going with it. I'm going with Jordan Belfort. Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I take Quaaludes 10 to 15 times a day for my back pain, Adderall to stay focused, Xanax to take the edge off, pot to mellow me out, cocaine to wake me back up again, and morphine well, because it's awesome. Mm, great pick. I mean, first of all, the guy's going to pick up the tab. He's absolutely loaded. But second of all, he's an absolute machine. Also a great dancer. He's a crazy, crazy person, free, you know, free soul, will do whatever kind of go with the flow but also he'll take over uh the situation um you know i wouldn't want to party with him all the time but like maybe every once in a while he's that kind of guy um but every when you do link up with this guy it's a movie any night with jordan belfort is going to be crazy and that's a fact so that's why he's number one in my first round pick 
two out of my first four picks have gone off the board. I anticipated this. I think it's a great pick. We can't also forget the fact, also a phenomenal dancer. Okay, phenomenal. one of the most memeable, one of the most memeable movie scenes in history. And you're right, he's gonna pay for everything. Okay, you need one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, take care of the bill, but also the guy gets after it. He won't lay back. He'll he's gonna go balls to the wall. Great pick. Yeah, and just one last point with that is one of the categories that I was referring uh teasing a little bit is a bankroller you need a bankroller and you have that i think it's deep in this draft there's a lot of bankrollers that you could pick but jordan Belfort's probably the one that i don't know for me probably the most fun bankroller that you could have picked so i think it's a phenomenal pick oh yeah and dr Rowe, mm-hmm. back-to-back picks here finish out for us the you know first what? round we're, we're going back-to-back leo i gotta go jay gatsby jay you can't repeat the past can't repeat the past. No. Why, of course you can. Of course you can. Who doesn't want to hang out with wow. Gatsby? Look at that freaking house he has. He's throwing legendary bangers. And if I was on the inside, I knew who Gatsby was. I'm one of the few. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I'm, I am with the man of mystery. All right? Uh, uh, he obviously has a shady background, shady past, but I'm willing to put that all Everyone aside. did back then. If we're throwing parties like that, I mean, he's what? The bootlegging business, right? So he must have been, I mean, that's how he gets started in the party game. So, like, I have to go Gatsby, extravagant parties. And once again, he's going to fit the bill. He has, he's the best host and has the best place. So, phenomenal pick, worthy of the third overall in my eyes. 100%. So, we got back-to-back Leo. I, I almost didn't want to do it. Hmm. Jordan, I would have preferred Jordan Belfort just because – I mean, it's just like when I think of a party movie, I think of Scorsese, yeah. I think of the extravagance and like, mm-hmm. that was like the ultimate like flair. That's what Scorsese is known for. It's just like bombastic, right? Yeah. Type of environment. Yeah. And he just nails that. And like Belfort brought that also not only to like in those party scenes, but to the office. And you can just tell he's someone you want to party with because he's going to get wild. He's going to bring the midgets in there. He's throwing them in targets, yeah, he's right? He's going to make like targets. someone's yeah. going to shave their head, a woman just for $10,000 or $100,000. He'll bring whatever. a marching band in in their underwear. For just, it's, it's just going to be banana lands. And then Gatsby's more of like the like calm down version, I would say, but still For obviously sure. cash, sure. cash, ching, 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 I should say. Cash, I said. Bankroll. But again, the best house, the best spot. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I, yeah, I would say so. Uh, I'm going to go with my next pick, uh, Stifler. How about some more of Stiffmeister's collegiate concoction? This thing is like half alcohol. I'm getting Stiffler, and this nice. is my second round pick. <laughs> so this is like the opposite end of the spectrum, where it's like we got like older, mature parties. Like you're like out of college, like you think Gatsby, but then you're thinking about okay, when do you start partying? High school, beginning of college. You're thinking about summer times with your best friends growing up. Steve Stiffler provides the pad for everybody. He provides the house that is necessary for that because everyone in high school knows like you only go to certain spots and if you're able to like have a good time with your friends. Stifler is the man in terms of that. He's going to deal with all the liabilities. And at the same time, he will provide the good time. He's got the, he's got the female surrounding the place. You know, he's calling them all in. He's calling it all. He's calling the shots too. But, and uh, we can't forget the favor he did by uh, if we American Pie two. Joining the boys, Summer House, you see what he brought to the table too. I'm going to go with Stifler as my second round pick. Another, well, another phenomenal dancer. I think it's forgotten in American Wedding, his, oh, yeah. uh, in the, in the club when he's going one-on-one against that guy, like phenomenal dancer as well. People forget. She's a maniac, maniac on the run. Unbelievable scene. Uh, definitely another version, uh, another instance where this is like a guy you can only hang out with 
every once in a while. Yeah, in moderation. The guy that refers to himself as the Stiffmeister uh, all the time. That would have to be in doses for sure. Well, all right. Well, (laughs) that's good back-to-back picks by Dr. O. Nez, your second. My second pick, I thought that this would uh, get off the board a little bit quicker, but I'm happy it didn't. I'm going with Phil from The Hangover. It's not our baby. Yeah, I gotta say we're still on this one. All right, fine. Okay, we'll take it with us. Can you at least just find some pants? Bradley Cooper in The Hangover. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that dude is he when he gets away from his wife, he wants to let loose, man. He wants to have a good time. <laughs> he will paint the city with you. He will stay up till all hours of the night. He is ready to go and he's ready to have some fun. Phil, that's my guy. Flex, uh, were you going to say something about this? I want to hear your thoughts first. I'm uh, I'm shocked. I'm I'm shocked. I think it's a good pick. I'm just shocked. There's other characters you could have picked in this trilogy, so that's the first one off the board. I'm sure another or two are going to be picked. No, but not that I would actually want to hang out with. Like I don't want to. Yeah, all right. So, we'll, we'll just if somebody brings it up, we'll see. This is the fine line. This is the fine line. Exactly what I was trying to mention at the beginning of the podcast. Or do you want someone you want to hang out with? Or do you are you want someone who just like is known for being a crazy party movie <laughs> character? Because mm-hmm. those are two totally different things. True. Phil, you want to hang out with. He is the cool teacher. He's the guy going to his car at the weekend saying, I, it's the weekend. I do not even know you. Right? He's <laughs> the guy you want to go to Vegas with. You know you're going to have a good time. And the other guy you're thinking of, a little bit of a wild card. So this is like where you're trying to kind of find that balance, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> well, good pick. Now it's off to me for back-to-back picks. My The last pick of the second round here. I need a drinker on my team. Someone that's going to attract attention and people just want to see, like, wow, this guy could just pound beers. I'm picking Bluto from Animal House. Okay? Mm, nice. Just a throwback. I, some, I think this was worthy of a first-rounder in my eyes. He was uh, my number three. And I didn't want to go back to uh, – and I'm trying to go like not necessarily the same type of movies, like same era all of a sudden, like, cause Jer- I have Jeremy Gray and I think there's another one that's similar to Bluto. Um, but Bluto's going to be my pick here. We run double secret probation, whatever that is. We can't afford to have a toga party. You guys up for a toga party? Toga! Toga! I thought you were going to go another direction when you said heavy drinker. Um, it makes me think you're not going to go with the next pick. I assume you're like, that would kind of fall in line with that just for like mm-hmm. list diversity, but I'm not going to, I'm not your GM. I'm not yeah. I think we're all thinking franchise. it here. But, well, I didn't um, pick it. But yeah, that, that was, that was in my uh, top two rounds for sure. Bluto was like right there. Next one. And I think he's just like an older movie character that maybe not the whole uh, younger, like our audience will like understand and see immediately. I guess they would, if that you have the picture just cause you think of the iconic animal house poster, but in terms of seeing animal house, Maybe not on that level, right? But I think mm-hmm. he is the pick if you're doing in one of the it's probably the most iconic college movie. Yeah, the, yeah, the For most sure. iconic and probably the most iconic college character, I would say. Like, as in, just like everyone had the movie poster on the wall with blue on it, with the college sweater sweater on. College, right? Yes. So that's my pick. My next pick started round three. A similar character to Jeremy Gray, where. He's very popular and alpha male, but everyone knows him, and that's Van Wilder. Van Wilder also just takes care of the logistics, chick magnet, but literally everybody knows him, and everyone wants to be a part of what he's doing that weekend. What Van's doing, that's what's hip. That's what's going on. I want that. I want to party with that guy. 
Dan Wilder's my pick. But you know what I've learned in my seven years here at Coolidge, Timmy? I've learned that you can't treat every situation as a life and death matter. Because you'll die a lot of times. Write that down. Absolute legend on campus. Seven yes. years. This is, and, and this is like almost like how I would expect to hang out with actual Ryan Reynolds. You know, he's, I just like, I think he would be acting similar to that character. It just seems like who he is, like by his like, mm-hmm. wisecracks on Twitter and like what, what we've come to like know who Ryan Reynolds is and we see him as Deadpool. Like it would just be a blast to hang out with him. And you know, he's just going to get after it. He's going to be cracking jokes left and right. You're going to be laughing the entire time. Like the, one of the other great college picks you could have had. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Nez, your third pick. All right. Oh, man, I'm stuck here, but you know what? Because I'm scared somebody's going to take this person, I'm going with Ron Slater from Dazed and Confused, man. I mean, they, what, did you ever look at a dollar bill, man? There's some spooky stuff going on on a dollar bill, man. Yeah. I mean, and it's green, too. Wow. Ron Slater. Ron Slater. Off the board. So That's second, my guy. Second Nez pick where it's like movie, like do you pick the one that – is the one you wouldn't want to hang out with, but is like the partier. Cause this is another great example. I, I guess we won't tease picks. Cause like the one person like that was like most recognizable, like days and confused partier likes to have a good time. You also associate with like, he's also not someone you want to like be associated with. Not at know? all. Yeah. Not at all. If we're talking McConaughey, I'm just saying, yes. all right. All I'm right, just right. saying, I don't want to hang out with that guy, but Slater Slater's a cool guy. Slater's very down to earth go with the flow. Just like very chill, gonna have a good time. You're gonna have, you know, he's he's the guy that you're gonna be up on the patio chair with late night, and you guys can be yes. having some philosophical conversations. You know, you're when pulling you up the lawn movie. chairs. Yep, he's a very key person to have. But throughout the night, very steady, very you know, good vibes. That's a guy that I want to party with. Mm-hmm. Good like post game person to have around. Yeah. So around it's like the you fireplace. Guys are done. Like it's like you're chilling. All right, wow, what a wild night. Now let's get philosophical on their ass, you know? Yeah. This is like, this is what we'll do. Let's talk about George Washington and Martha Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Good pick, man. I like, I I like, this is where Nez actually, like, he's using his brain a little bit in terms of, like, hey, I could say the wrong thing here. You could say the wrong thing. (laughs) See, the thing here is with Nez is that he has such a diversified list already. and then ron slater like three completely different types of partiers i love it we've seen nothing yet and i can't wait till wait to see what's gonna happen the next two rounds but dr o it goes to you first your next two picks i feel like this is a steal i'm getting for my fourth pick i mean third pick right third Third uh, yeah third pick frank the tank that's right we can't have anyone freak out out there okay we've got to keep our composure We've got too far. There's too much to lose. Keep our Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. But he is the guy. You need someone who's just going to, like, basically drink everyone underneath the table. Like, he's going to – if we do boat races, if we're doing any type of drinking game, case race, whatever, you have Frank the Tank, right? And it's also that friend where sometimes – He'll, he'll be, you gotta, if he gets let out of the cage, he's a wild card. You never know what's going to happen. All of a sudden, you're, you're yelling, we're going streaking at a Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. concert, right? Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. So, Frank the Tank, I feel like that's one of Will Ferrell's like, iconic characters. And he's just like, when you think of Will Ferrell, like you think of so many like, party characters he's played. And I think Frank the Tank just stands above all the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I know that's like teasing a couple picks there, but I think he is like, you think Frank the Tank, iconic nickname, the guy can drink a gazillion beers. 
Yeah, he was uh, the person I was referring referring to that is kind of similar to Bluto, where he just outdrinks yeah. everybody. But I took Bluto mm-hmm. Bluto because more of an iconic character in my eyes, and also not as much of a liability. I don't want to be going streaking with with Frank the <laughs> Tank. I'm sorry, I just well. don't. <laughs> so, but I think that's he- terrific value before you got him. <laughs> He is that he is that calm collected uh, collected not collected but like a calm definitely not collected. guy a calm guy got to keep our composure yeah, mostly no, calm, calm mostly calm but then when he gets let out of the cage he's not around the wife absolutely lets loose you love that guy you love that yeah. guy in the group all right just he's the mascot with the boys <laughs> come on right so Frank the Tank is my third fourth pick I'm going Project X I'm going Costa to the break of dawn, yo! Nice. Costa is my fourth round there pick. There we go. Oh my god! <laughs> you need you need a guy with like the quick like the like the quips that are just gonna. Like, he's a chirper. He'll come at somebody. He won't mm-hmm. be. He'll be. He's unafraid of anyone. He'll come at you. He'll defend yeah. defend your best friend. And once again, great organizer has an idea for what the night's gonna look like. Has a vision. He, yes, vision is the word. He is a visionary. Okay, so that is Costa. I'm happy I got him. One of the most like underrated, like in terms of like laughs in a movie. And then like obviously mm-hmm. it's like one of those. It was like a high school movie that's kind of like the homemade type. We I know we reviewed it on the mm-hmm. podcast. Yes, but like that aspect, it just made it so much more funny, especially when you like recognize his friends like Thomas and JB, mm-hmm. who are just like complete squids. And then you have Costa, who is kind of like a squid in his own way, but he's just an alpha at the same time. It's very hard yeah. to explain. You know? He's a, he's a he's a squid that doesn't realize what he is and just is so such such a like a not an alpha but he's just such a controller he's so cocky he just, like he just yeah he has like blinders on he has like blinders so whatever he does just, that's like that he thinks that's the best but that's bullets what just to deflect do. off him bullets right. deflect off him nothing hits <laughs> like nothing when you ask girls to take their tops off going into the pool like in oh, high school yeah. like that's like Dude, crazy he's just going what up happened. To- He's just going up to girls in high school, like like once he doesn't even know. He just goes like, "Hey, come to Thomas's tonight. Wear something tight." Like he's just like the most <laughs> yeah. absurd things. I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Like it's just like like that like those lines he says in that movie will not fly in like a teen comedy in 2021. Like it just wouldn't no, happen. Probably tonight. not. Some of those mm. lines. But yeah, but I go Costa's my fourth. Good pick. Good pick. Nez, your fourth pick. All right, this one uh, I guarantee it was not on anybody else's big board. But I'm going with, and I don't even know the character's name, but I'm going with the rock and roll delivery driver from Accepted. I want to rock! <laughs> and roll. Ooh. Wait, the rock and roll. The, the delivery driver from Accepted that said, I want to rock and roll. And then he's like with, the with his band at the big party with, this, with the sunglasses. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. yes. That guy will get any party lit. He go, he'll come, he'll bring his band. He's completed his course at South Harvard Institute of Technology now, so he knows how to rock. He knows how to roll. He's going to perform the Blitzkrieg bop in front of a 1,000 people at your party, and he's going to get it going crazy. He's going to be going bananas. I don't know his name. Rock and roll delivery driver from Accepted. That's what we call him. You're right. I did not have that on my big board. <laughs> yeah. That was a hidden gem, though. It was a hidden gem. But a hidden gem I, I, I have watched, watched part of the movie last night, so it was a little inspiring. God damn! So like, I, I, there's a couple people you could have picked from accepted too. Like you, you're just like, yeah. The, you, you, you're doing a good job of like, but also like, it's like the prototypical one you see. Then you pick like, okay, no one thinks about this guy. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And then when you see the graphic, you see a picture of that guy. Cause like, I don't know how mm-hmm. Ricky flicks is going to put the name under it, but it's just going to be that guy. And you're like, Oh my God, that guy was oh, that, that guy. guy. That, oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, this is the guy who had a couple years on everybody, right? Yeah. He had a yeah. Couple. He had more a couple than a couple. Than more yeah, than yeah. a couple. <laughs> With the mustache. Like right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that guy. And he had the gloves, yeah, <laughs> the gloves, the gloves, the, the gloves, gloves that had no yeah, fingerless. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, what a that's what I want to party with, Doctor O. <laughs> what a look. Yeah, no, he well, would he would play some great jams. Like he oh, would yeah. have like if you put him on the aux, right? You never know what's gonna hit there. You know, it's gonna be a hidden gem, like just like the pit was. You know? Oh yeah, he'll throw something good out there. Battle Royale. All right, my last two picks here. My first one, I want the best beer Olympics player ever in movies <laughs> and this man can open bottle caps with his eyes and that's Janko from 22 jump street my name is jeff it's hefe man Janko. nice best beer olympics player of all time and also just the things he does again similar to bluto or frank the tank it's going to attract attention in a positive way where he's either mm-hmm. drinking a lot or he's opening up beers with his eyelids or doing parkour going up two flights of uh, <laughs> two stories <laughs> Jenko from 22 Jump Street. Nice. He's a Although que- questionable loyalty skills. Ooh. He's a cop. Questionable loyalty, loyalty skills when it comes to it, to come to his, his well, what it, well, I know, but well, what, he was lifting with, well, what did Wyatt Russell instead of like hanging out with Jonah Hill, with Seth? Mm. Not Seth. What's the name of the freaking movie? What, what's his name in the movie? It's Jenko and Schmidt. what's his name? Schmidt. Schmidt. Yes. He's, he's, he's totally abandoned Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Questionable yeah. loyalty skills. But, but in case something happened at the party, he would save everybody. Beer Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. He left him in the dust. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. Well, then my last pick. This is either going to look amazing or it's going to lose me the draft. I don't care. Oh, man. I told myself going into this, I had to pick this person. I'm picking Flash Gordon, Sam Jones from Ted. Oh, you know, you guys seem pretty cool. You like to party? Nice. nice. Death wow. to Ming. Death to Ming. That's really good. I like that. I like that. Oh my gosh. That's nice. I don't know what to put in the graphic that. Flash Gordon or Sam Jones. I might just do a slash and do both. I don't know. But I just told myself I had to pick this guy and I would save it to my last round. And if either of you picked him ahead of me, then I would just tip my cap to you, but to either of you. But I'm happy I got him. Oh my gosh. I, I did not, that did not cross my mind, but it just like gave me an idea for my final pick. So I'm going to say thank you after I make my final pick for sure. Cause like this, that, that it's just opened up a new Avenue for me. Uh, just, but uh, that's like the best scene in Ted. And that's like, I was rewatching Ted the other day. It's one of like the best comedies the past 10 years for sure. Um, Seth, Seth, I mean, uh, Sam Jones, I keep saying Seth, success Seth, Seth Jones, a hockey player, but uh, Sam Jones is like such an unexpected cameo to make. And they're like, they're, it's just hilarious how he showed up. And then when it comes to uh, Ming, like showing up with his duck fight, Ted, oh. it's just all time funny scene. Death oh my God. to Ming. <laughs> but that's my final pick. Nez, your final pick. Final pick is another one that I guarantee was not on anybody else's top Here we go. Board. Buckle up, folks. I'm going with King Julian, the King <laughs> Lemur from Madagascar. It's me, King Julian. Which of you is attracted to me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Sasha Baron Cohen. Those lemurs, <laughs> those lemurs go crazy. They get it popping. I, I mean, I like to move it in the middle of the of the Madagascar forest or whatever. Banger. They go crazy. Those are my kind of people, man. I want to party with those guys. That is a guy that is the definition of electric. He's going to come through and he's going to bring the energy and he's going to bring just good vibes. He's going to go crazy. And like Ricky said, attract a lot of positive attention with his just with his dance moves, with his music choices and his overall energy. King Julian, the lemur from Madagascar. That's my pick. Wow. That's a hilarious pick. <laughs> That's <not> a- <laughs> It's also borderline absurd. That is just an absolute bananas pick. Hey, um, he's your uh, outsider. Like, you have Julian. a guy in your group. You have- once, once you said King Julian, I'm like, what are we talking about? And then you're like, oh, no, it gets it, it actually makes sense when you say, oh, the lemur from Madagascar. And, right? and you can't introduce him. Like, if you're like introducing him, like, to your friends at, at like, a bum, bar, you bum, go, bum, this is King Julian. Bum, you don't say Julian. King Julian. Bum, this is King Julian. He goes from Madagascar. Do you know anyone from Madagascar? Yeah. No, I do. King Julian. I do. Yeah. Like, it's really, and he'll, like, come hop up on your shoulder, start fist pumping or something. Oh, my God. Imagine he's got a monkey on the dance floor. No way. And we're just, like, fist pumping. I is like it live action? It. Live action King Julian? Or is it's just it a real lemur, yeah. But he has oh, wow. King, King Julian's personality. Or it's an animated one that's just hanging out with us in real life. That would be cool, I kind of like that, too. A little Tom and Jerry vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, all right. So, yeah, that's my, that's my fifth round pick. Wow. Dr. O finishes out here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with someone who's down for some clean cut fun because I think we're all a lot like that. That that's I think uh, King Julian's good in terms of like I think a lot of our like characters are relying on alcohol and they're relying on actual being at a party situation, which makes sense. But at the same time, like who's gonna rile everybody up just by naturally like their natural charisma? That's Ferris Bueller. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Like Ferris Bueller, nice. you just think of like the, the you think of this like him downtown Chicago, right? Twist and shout, going nuts. If you can get like that many people riled up, you're just an absolutely electric person. And that's someone I want to hang out with. Great music taste, and he, dude, he once he took he knows like how to make the most out of someone's time, right? So he like takes a day off of school. You see what all he all he accomplished, right? Also, loyal to his friend Cameron. Ferris Bueller probably could be friends with anybody he wants. He's friends with Cameron, who struggles, and he stays with him by his mm-hmm. side. I'm a hundred percent a Ferris Bueller guy. Um, yeah, twist and shout, Ferris Bueller, because round pick, love it. The risk he's a good friend. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend, but he'll definitely get you into some uh, stuff, man. Yeah, definitely yes, some shady get you in stuff. some trouble. It's a little bit of trouble, but clean cut trouble. Like it's not like you're gonna go to jail for life. Yes, you're just <laughs> maybe for one night. Right. So if, if, if yeah. I'm like, if I'm mischief, doing, more. If, I'm, if I'm if I'm like, have quaaludes with Jordan Belfort, I could end up like. In prison, something ter- like they, it could, you could just be in a world of trouble, you know. Ferris yeah. Bueller to be clean cut. We're gonna have a good time, right? no matter what. <laughs> he misses a day of school, and the whole school is doing a save Ferris rally. Like they're saving <laughs> money to save this kid. This kid must be amazing. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he is. That's a good. Pick. Well, great pick and great drafts. Good Nez <laughs> back here. Let me just before we do honorable mentions, let me just read off the board. Let's what just read off the board. I'll read off the boards here, and then we'll do honorable mentions. Ricky Flicks has Jeremy Gray, Bluto from Animal House, Van Wilder from Van Wilder, Janko from 22 Jump Street, and Flash Gordon from Ted. 
Nez has Jordan Belfort from Wolf of Wall Street, Phil from The Hangover, uh, Ron Slater from Dazed and Confused, the rock and roll delivery driver from Accepted, <laughs> and King Julian the Lemur from Madagascar. Dr. O has Jay Gatsby from The Great Gatsby, Stifler from American Pie, Frank the Tank from Old School, Costa from Project X, and Ferris Bueller is our Mr. Irrelevant from Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Nez, any other on your any others on your board or Oh yeah, I got a lot of people on my board here. So first one is Aldous Snow from uh, Get Him to the Greek. He's on my big board of people I might want to party with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Gandalf. Uh, I got <laughs> the wise wisdom from that man. Gandalf. What? <laughs> I got what? Uh, <laughs> I got Patches O'Hoolahan. Wait, 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 wait. Are we... <laughs> I had I had Patches. I wait, patches. are we talking Gandalf the White or Gandalf the Gray? I think that's a good distinction to make as well. I don't know, Gandalf the Gray. I, I think it's the Gray. He's more. Yeah. He's more with like the common folk when he wears the Gray, yeah. and he's willing to like do the dirty work. You know, and Gandalf the White. He's too pretty for everything. Gandalf I agree. The gray, you know, is going to get after. True. Him. Yeah. He's I gonna agree. Get, he's going to get. He's going to get a uh, grimy. Yeah. But uh, patches. Yeah, God, patches. Okay. Patches of Hulahan. Yeah, for sure. You got a uh, Godzilla. Uh, Marcellus. Oh my God! All right. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace this? and and Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid. You draw attention. He, like he, he's like when Andre the Giant holds a beard. It looks like it's like tiny. That's like Hager yeah, yeah. three. You know? No, it's, yeah, exactly. Hager would hold a keg. Yeah, and it would look like yeah, a keg. exactly. Well, so wow. those are my honorable mentions, Doctor Rowe, Your honorable mentions. So some of my honorable mentions, like I didn't want to pick them because they were in movies that you two had already mentioned. Otter. Um, from Animal House, mm-hmm. talk about a ladies' man. Like you're gonna get his residuals, whatever he's leaving. Original left, Van Wilder, right? Uh, then you, yes, the original Van Wilder, and he's in Van Wilder. He plays Van Wilder's dad. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, John Beckwith, but I, I'm you have Jeremy Gray. You can't have John Beckwith, or else mm-hmm. like it's just mm-hmm. you, he's just the lesser than like partier. You know, he's the guy who's gonna get in his feelings, and right? he can't separate that between his friends. And sometimes he's more interested in the girl than like you know, you can't really trust him. I had, I had accepted. I had Glenn from Accepted. That's yeah. <laughs> like, that's another good pick. Go ahead. Like I, he's my favorite character in that movie. You got about ten feet. <laughs> <laughs> Battle Royale. Yeah, you know, he's he's awesome. Uh, Zach Efron and Neighbors. I mean, uh, name and Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan from Bridesmaids. Melissa McCarthy's character. Nice. She's like when we go to a like a like we go to some type of party. She like bring home ten puppies. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. what's like yeah. so it's like that's someone ten I want to hang out with. Yeah, and then uh, Tony Monero, because you got to have an electric dancer in the group. Um, mm. I had Chevy Chase and Caddyshack. Uh, and then J- I had Michael Sarah in This Is The End. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to pick that as my last pick. Or I also had James Frank from This Is The End, but they're both mm-hmm. like – the whole point of the movie is that they're all jerks, so it's like not yeah. – you can't right. pick them. But in terms of like Michael Sarah, it's just too funny, and he's gonna, and it's just like such out of his personality to act like that based on the movies he's in. That would be like just you, it's just wild card to the max. For sure, for sure. Um, well, I had let's see, I already had Jeremy Gray, so I wasn't gonna pick this character, but Trent from Swingers, like your money, baby, you don't even know mm, it. Like, yeah, that's good. That's good. I wanted him, but already had Jeremy Gray, so I didn't best wingman of all time. Yep, best wingman. Um, Bernard from Crazy Rich Asians. Talk about bankrollers. Like, he's a bankroller that goes oh, to right. the top and over mm-hmm. the top. He gets a freaking ship <laughs> to go and go on your uh, bachelor party with. This is, for, 
this is for you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You have to, we'll have to edit. We'll have to bleep that. But like, that's one of my, like one of those memes that I have and I made and it's in my phone and I can't wait to use it. It's him with the long hair. It's open, open chest. He's like, this is for you. Aho. It's like, actually later about to have this massive party. Right. Um, and then a couple others. If you're going for a classy night, James Bond, shaken, not stirred. Um, if you want to die. Oh, just a classy night. Like you could maybe uh, just go uh, like play poker or whatever. Whatever. Okay. Just saying. Cat um, from Ten Things I Hate About You. I think that would have been an interesting pick. And I didn't have Melissa McCarthy from uh, Bridesmaids because I had her in Identity Thief as Sandy Patterson. <laughs> sure, a liability, but willing to buy the whole drink, countless round, the whole bar, countless rounds of drinks. That's always great to have in your group when you're out out and about at a party, just someone that's going to fit the bill, but person that not necessarily is the richest person, but just willing to do anything for the group. So, and just fun. The one who will bankrupt herself for the, for the gag. Yeah. For a good time. <laughs> right. Loyal to the party. She, they will go in debt for the gang. Right. But that does it for uh, our top billing for movie characters that you want to party with. Nez, back to you. Another uh, one, uh, Travolta in uh, Saturday Night Fever. We should have uh, somebody oh. should have drafted him. I think that's a draft. I, I said one. Tony Manero. That's one of my. Um... Oh, did you? I oh, did. Uh, see, I, yeah. I suck. I suck with character names, so I just know he's Travolta. And we also forgot McLovin. We 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 have to put some. I know we McLovin would be fun to party. I was thinking about Officer Super Michael. Bad. I was thinking about Pineapple Express, and I was like, I don't think I would want to party with a lot of people from Pineapple Express, really. And mm-hmm. it's Bad, Like they're all like young. Like I wouldn't want to party with like Jonah Hill in that movie. No, but. McLovin, yeah. I think, would be the one person that I would, would want to party with because he gets he gets down. Absolutely. <laughs> What's up, gangsters? All right, guys. Aladdin? Well, that <laughs> will wrap up this episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and we will smell you.